Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North. Kyle and Sam here. And uh, our last episode, we talked a little bit about Section 21, uh, a section of articles that that have been worked on over ptsd.com. And today we wanted to actually take a little bit of a, a look at one of these articles. Uh, Kyle actually references as one of uh, his his favorites that he's been working on. Uh, looking at the complete trade tracker uh, of Quesiodofomensa. And as it stands when we're recording, got 15 deals that have happened. Uh, I guess there's always a chance that something's happened since we, we last talked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got 15 deals in it. Again, we were talking last uh last episode about really he's been in this position for 16 17 months and not a whole lot of time but has had a couple off seasons now where he uh it's got a chance yeah. to really shape this roster and so i know you're mentioning uh just here you've got 15 trades you mentioned nine of those are are draft day trades so yeah that's right quickly trading draft picks with another team whether moving up uh, or moving down in the draft. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, the trend has been more so to trade down, but uh, yeah, moving up, moving down. And nine have occurred, like you said, in the NFL drafts. I believe every single one of the 15 trades um, involves draft picks, right? Not, not necessarily occurring during the NFL draft, but draft capital is going one way or the other. That's not really that surprising. Uh, I feel like in hockey, sometimes you see, you know, it's definitely like a good old fashioned hockey trade where it's like a player for a player. You don't see that really very often in the NFL where it's like a player for a player. But um, another kind of little tidbit in there as well. Every single one of the, the deals has either involved sending out or bringing in draft capital in some capacity, and nine of which have specifically arrived during the two drafts that he has orchestrated or led for the Vikings, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And and I feel like that doesn't feel like there's often NFL trades that don't involve draft picks. It feels like that's a pretty yeah. common common yeah. factor when, when making trades. Yeah, I'd say so. I it's again, I, I think it's a little different than in maybe the NBA or, or the NHL. Uh goodness. I mean, sometimes the NHL you can see trades and it's just like future considerations, you know what I mean? Or whatever, right? It's just like this vague uh kind of future thing. Um not as much in the NFL. Yeah. So, so I guess one of the questions that we want to ask again, you can make trades and that's great. And it's uh, obviously it's a part of ma- trying to make your team better, or at least trying to put them in a better spot. Cause again, sometimes you are making a trade that doesn't help you now, but helps you later. Yeah. And I guess there is this element of keeping in mind the direction that the Vikings are going Yeah. with some of these trades. And so I think the, the big question that's kind of underlying our, our time here that we'll be talking about is, uh, again, trading is all well and good, but does Kwesi win his trades? And mm-hmm. maybe just from a uh, an overview perspective, again, not that you're going to be able to evaluate from like all 15 trades, but when I ask you, does Kwesi win his trades most of the time, what would you say? Most of the time, right or, now, or over or over fifty percent maybe is is the way to look at it. Like if you were to evaluate yeah. you at fifteen, like would you say that it's an eight or eight or eight, at least eight? 
won more than more than lost. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I like there's some I think that um there's some I think that people feel really good about. People feel really good about having brought in Nick Mullins, people feel really good about having brought in TJ Hawkinson. People don't feel as good about Jalen Rager. They don't feel as good about Ross Blackwell. So you know what I mean? There's so there are some there's a mixed bag there as well. I still don't love that Detroit Lions uh trade the, his first ever trade where he dropped down from 12 to 32 and in the end if lewis seen is an absolute stud then it doesn't matter, right and, and if brian Samoa is an absolute stud then it doesn't you know what i mean and and my quibbles about how much he gave up then it doesn't matter quite as much um just the principle of dropping 20 spots in the opening rounds and not getting at least a future first or Worse yet, yeah, yeah, you got 32, 34, and 66, but you also had to toss in 46. So just to recap, that trade, Detroit got 12 and 46, Minnesota got 32, 34, and 66. I hate that trade for the Vikings. And I I know it was intentional. I know that they thought there was value in that range. I know, you know, all these kind of terms, whatever, and this was what was available to him, and he was more happy with this outcome than the other outcome. Um 20 spots in the first round is a lot. It's a huge deal. Huge deal, right? So I, I still don't love that trade. Um, I don't, but can you really say though at this point whether it's a win or a loss, right? Without that, and that's part of the issue a little bit. I mean, you've got to be wondering, is he winning these trades? But then some of them by nature, you just don't know, right? Yeah. Again, this is what we're, when we say that he's only been on the job for, for as, as long as he has, like, we really don't know. Like you said, Lucene uh, played well when he was playing, but really didn't get to see a whole lot of him. And so we don't really know. Yep. Uh, I know Detroit yep. uh, at 12 took Jameson Williams, uh, thing. which is an interesting position now, just kind of considering the most recent yep. news with him. And and yeah. I think, I, think yeah. um, I, I guess I'm curious for you because you say, like, it, it does feel like from an overall draft pick value and to to move that far down in the draft especially i think that after having a poor season where you get the 12th overall pick it's nice to have like you're like it's like well you know at least we got a a draft pick that we can pick up someone like a a stud here yeah yeah that we can say you know what that year was hard but we picked up whoever it is kyle hamilton kyle hamilton or, or whatever like uh it uh it was uh is there part of you that also hates it that it was a division rival because uh even Ah. at the next next deal and and they trade with green bay as well like i I think in some ways you it's helpful to not care who you're trading with you just you want to win trades and and that but yeah uh you did give a division rival and in some ways you probably say the team that they're most uh in competition with at this stage, uh, a yeah. premium asset there. I don't worry as much. I mean, that trade turning pick number 34 into pick number 53 and 59 just to me is incredible value. Turning an early second into two late seconds. I love that, right? Like second round picks can be great players. Um, and I know you've got to, you know, you there, there's a drop there. And so you see a lot of talent go off the board. And I, I also recognize in the end, didn't actually even use 
53 because they use that as you know a trade chip in order to go get Andrew Booth Jr. Uh, alongside you know other picks. But the Green Bay trade, like it's, it's not as much the division factor, but may if Jamison Williams terrorizes the Vikings for the next decade, you know, despite this kind of modest start because of his injury now the suspension, and if Christian Watson terrorizes the Vikings for the next decade. We're going to look back at his trades and say, oh, my gosh, what in the world's what in the world were they doing kind of thing? Um, if that doesn't happen, though, then you're not quite as worried. And then so it's very like kind of outcomes dependent. If you just strictly isolated to the picks themselves, I love the pick haul in the Green Bay trade. I hate the pick. I don't hate the pick haul, but it's just so underwhelming in the Detroit trade. So you don't get um, that future first kind of thing so it's just that's disappointing but it is is an indication maybe that they felt like there's a lot of holes to patch not a lot of money you can cash in two high picks for three pretty high picks you know what i mean and, and maybe kind of spread the wealth a little bit I, I don't know um don't love still don't love that deal but yeah. the player the players could end up proving their gm right and me wrong and that'd be amazing right yeah, well, I was curious about that because I was thinking, like, I know you really, I think it's too hard to tell, as you mentioned, uh, whether wins more than than loses. Uh, you mentioned that Detroit trade is one that you really aren't a fan of. And I, you mentioned a couple earlier trades where you, you said, you know, I do like them or I don't like them. And I yeah. guess uh, if we're to look at the ones that maybe at this point feel more clear cut in terms of, yeah, at least at this point, feels like a loss uh yeah. is it fair to say that that uh jalen rieger trade fits under the loss for now yeah it looks it looks poor for rieger it looks poor for Blacklock. you know what i mean like those guys are fighting for the roster spots uh that doesn't look like a good deal or those don't look like good deals rather um again anything can happen this doesn't look great as of right now Right. I feel like the Blacklock one, it hurts less because you trade uh, 2023 6 for Blacklock in a 2023 7th. Yeah, that's right. Actually, only moving down uh, 18 spots. 18 spots. So it feels like that one. It's fairly minor. it, it, It hurts a lot less, especially if you, if he does contribute in any kind of way, you say, you know what, that's fine. But the, the uh the conditional fourth for yep. Rieger and I, I can't remember the conditions. I don't know if you have them at the top of your or your uh your head on that. It's gonna be a fifth. That's what it, that's, it that was my understanding is that it, it seems like it's gonna yep. be a fifth. Uh yep. that's still it's it sucks to lose that for a player that really at least last year didn't do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Yeah exactly. Yeah and then Maybe this is part of it because I mean the other side is that if you keep a fifth and a seventh, there's uncertainty there. What are, what are the chances the fifth and the seventh actually work out? Small, frankly, like you know. But I, so it's kind of doing that calculus. Whereas when you bring in the receiver and think, you know what, is there a great chance that he's going to be an all star? Probably not, but maybe he is. And so it's a similar kind of calculus where you're looking at, okay, I got these resources. We liked him in the draft evaluation. We think maybe we can use him in this way. And it sucks to lose picks. We like having picks. We want to have picks. But 
you know, those picks might not even have worked out anyhow either, right? So I wonder how much of that kind of factors in as well. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find any single deal that's like, you know, pretty clear cut. They won, they lost this. Even though I think most people would say they won the Hawkinson trade. Even then, it'd be hard to say that just with how early it is. But I would be curious to see, not if they're telling me, internal to the Vikings, what are their conversations as they evaluate their own trades and say, okay, did this go well or not go well? What would we have done differently? What did we not see? Or et cetera. Be curious to see their own internal evaluations uh, and how they're grading their own moves. Since yeah. the new general manager took over. Yeah. I, I think like to switch over to those, the trades that you said, maybe you feel better about, uh, you mentioned the Hawkinson trade and yeah. again, he was a real valuable asset. Like, oh my gosh. It made yeah. it, it made such a big difference. I think you didn't realize until he came almost just how, um, after Jefferson, it really felt like, again, you have some good assets, but like yeah. to have like a, you know what? you can almost guarantee throw to this guy every time uh, yep. type of player, especially at the tight end position. Uh, yep. Like that was huge. And again, a very young player. That's the thing. Who yeah. can like, when you talk about the future, the nucleus of the Vikings and the Vikings offense, uh, yep. he's right there with, with Jefferson and, and Derisaw. Exactly. A real solid building block for for the future and again you say you've got uh, a 2023 second and third that you give up uh you get hawkinson a fourth and then a conditional fourth or a conditional 2024 it ended up being a fourth yeah it ended up being okay uh you gave up a two and a three and then you get hawkinson a four and four it's hard not to like that right and i know there's opportunity costs and that now you have to pay them and that's that's part of the the shtick for Detroit is, I don't know if they're going to pay him, right? And then Warren to use that cap space elsewhere, but um, boy, it's just hard not to feel good about that. Because like you said, you're you're grafting in and guy who's a top 10 pick, Sam, if I'm not mistaken. So you're grafting in a top 10 pick at tight end, who's in his mid-20s, to compliment, you know, kind of be Robin to Jefferson's Batman. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, and you're not even really subtracting picks, you're just losing value in the picks themselves, but you're not actually depleting your total you got to feel pretty good about that i would say that's got to be a win right now for crazy yeah so i mean i i don't think he's had a perfect track record when it comes to the trades uh i also don't think it's been a disastrous track record either and obviously we need more time so it is fascinating to see i guess in in the end i mean as a wrap up here it is kind of fascinating to see in the end kind of what he has done and hasn't done. And part of what's prompted me wondering about this was just there was some negative reaction, but this is Darius Smith trade and how much or how little rather the Vikings got back in the Darius Smith trade. Uh, and that got me wondering about, you know, you know, the trades more broad, right? And 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 you know, how has the GM done? And we're kind of through this honeymoon stage where Kevin O'Connell, please still for Mensa can't do anything wrong you know they they can make mistakes they do make mistakes overall they think they're pretty good at their job but we can be critical as well and so kind of been wondering about it you know because of that Sidarius deal and then stepping back more broadly and looking at things and um 
we'll need the the boring answers will be more time that's 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 the boring answer even yeah. though there are some they're definitely trending one way or the other yeah well i know we're, we'll wrap up shortly here but one trade i wanted to just highlight just because sure. of some of the names that again there's no way to evaluate this because no one's at the field yet but i am curious about that draft day trade friday april 28th 2023 yeah vikings trade pick number 87 in exchange for 102 164 and 222 and so they've got at 102 you've got uh blackman at 164 you got jared hall and at 222 you take uh Dwayne mcbride yeah. and it'd be interesting to see what happens there because again if you're talking yeah. about uh mcbride contributing in any way as a as a seventh round pick that's great yeah. if jaron hall turns into a backup quarterback and yeah. blackman becomes a rotation piece for corners like this is a possibility that they got three nice assets in that mm -hmm. trade for really sliding back initially 15 picks 15 spots yeah that's right if you're if you're willing to cash in 15 draft slots right because san francisco loves that safety great you know what i mean like 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 again like that that to me that's trending towards win i agree with sam and that just jumps off the page as like wow okay that that to me looks like great value for the gm who loves value yeah i'm it'd be interesting to see it again can't evaluate it now but just as a one to flag for later uh mm -hmm. it would be interesting uh anyways we'll wrap up there again thanks everyone for listening we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh and uh just hope everyone uh, is doing well. Uh, hope everyone is enjoying their summer. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the the great writing over purpleptsd.com, vikingsterritory.com. Uh, but we'll wrap up there. See you in a couple of weeks. Uh, and take care, everyone.